Good morning. Welcome back to Living with Amuna, our weekly study and attempt and effort to grow in our Amuna, our support group with one another, to try to feel the presence of Hashem, to feel Him uplift us and watch us and support us, to turn to Him, to feel accountable to Him, and to be able to grow closer and closer to Him. I want to thank our generous sponsors for the year, Dr. Zavi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbin, in memory of Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Chanzer, as well. This morning, she is sponsored by Kayla and David Haskell, the Fuashlema, the Esther Tehila Bas Ariel Tzipora. Thank you so much for your generosity and for your sponsorship. We continue in Bayam Derechach, Rav Vichermeyer Morgenstone. We've been learning about Simcha. Simcha, he says, is the best metric, the best measurement for Aramuna. An individual is living with an awareness and a mindfulness, a consciousness of the role of Hashem in our lives is Besimcha. We're able to feel a sense of calm and tranquility and serenity and relief. We're able to make room for simcha and for joy. And a person who's absent Hashem in their life, who feels it's either all up to them or they're a victim of randomness and chance, then they will be robbed of peace and serenity. They'll be robbed of simcha. They'll be overwhelmed by anxiety and stress and worry and sadness. What are the impediments to simcha we have been going through? What are the biggest obstacles? What are the detractors that take away our sense of simcha? We spoke about regret for the past, embarrassment and shame for the past. A person who gets stuck on the mistakes they've made, a person who feels inadequate, a person who feels unimportant, a person who feels inferior. When a person is stuck on the past, they feel broken. How could you be besimcha when you live with regret and shame and guilt? To be able to be besimcha, to live with amuna, is to recognize we learn from the past, but it cannot paralyze our present. We have to live in the present. That's the only dimension we can control. And therefore, while we learn from the past, we don't get stuck there. But we're able to transition and pivot to the present, to live it most fully, and to make the choice to be besimcha. The other impediment or obstacle is fear for the future. People who sacrifice the present because they're lost in worry, anxiety about the future, what will be and what, how will we control it and how will we respond to it and what's going to happen. But we're not yet there. We're not yet in the future. We can't allow that to either rob us of our serenity or of our peace. And now we move on to the next. So what's the answer or antidote, Amuna? When you realize that what happened and what occurred is what was meant to be. And what will happen and will, will occur is also what's meant to be. When we live with a mindfulness and a consciousness that there is a Hashem in our life, He's in control, He's in power, everything is for a reason, then we can make the choice to be happy. Happiness is not an emotion, it is a choice, it is a decision that we make. When we smile, we feel happy. Don't wait to feel happy to smile. Continues Rav Vichamayar Morgenstern. Nira lo shet filoso ina nishmas emuna. Kasharada mispalal ezat sarucha mispalal mavakish akomine inyanam. When a person is davening, we have a lack, we have a need, there's something that we want something we want materially or physically, there's something we want to have good health, there's something we want when children are shidduch, when there's something that we want peace in our vicinity or around the world, when there's something legitimate that we very badly want. If a person looks and perceives, if a person feels, I'm not being answered, I've asked and I've unburdened myself and I have pushed Hashem, and the 13 synonyms for prayer of Sha'aram Bitfila, we've learned it. You can find our entire series online. Sha'aram Bitfila, 13 synonyms for prayer. Beats, Arena, Tzaka, Zaka, Nipul, and so on and so forth. I've tried them all, Hashem. I've butchered you, I've pestered you, I've demanded, I've requested, I've cried, I've laughed. I've asked you in each and every way, and yet, you don't answer. I'm incomplete, I'm broken, I'm bereft. I'm lacking that which I want. Keep asking. 
for that shidduch. I keep asking for my children to babe. I keep asking for shalom bayis. I keep asking for parnasa. I keep asking for nachas from grandchildren. I keep asking, and it feels like you're not answering. It feels like you're not listening. Then a person can spiral into a place of atzvus, of sadness. Sadness to feel that you're being neglected. Sadness to feel that you're being ignored. Sadness to feel that what you want is not happening. Says Richard Meyer Morgenstern, and here our worlds of living with Emuna and six-minute sitter snippets are overlapping. We're almost up to the Amida. Says Richard Meyer Morgenstern, we have a formula. And the tradition, the formula that we have for a successful prayer, a successful davening is Shevach, first praising Hashem, and only then against that backdrop, Bakasha requests from Hashem, and then Shevach, praising Hashem. Tahainu Shetzarach, we begin with Shevach. Why? What are we doing? Buttering up Hashem? Kissing up to Hashem? We're praising Him to position Him? Are we going to exploit or extort from Hashem? So first we say, Hashem, did we mention how good you look today? Did we mention how smart you are? How kind you are? How great you are? Oh, by the way, oh great one who's so handsome and good looking, would you mind giving me and providing me exactly what I want and need? No. Chas v'shalom, that's not the role. Shevach is not positioning Hashem, taking advantage of Hashem. Shevach is putting ourselves in a sense of simcha with Hashem. When we realize we have an audience with the Almighty, we are in the presence of the one who's entirely in control. We're in. We are in with the one who's on top. Then we feel a sense of simcha. So when we understand, who is he? Why am I asking him? Why am I meeting with him? Why do I expect of him? Oh, Shevach. Oh, that's right. I remind myself who he is and who I am. I remind myself of why I submit and surrender to him. I remind myself of why I turn to him. So we begin with Shevach because it yields and it brings to Simcha. Everything Hashem does is good. And that gives us a sense of Simcha. We feel relief and we feel serene and we feel tranquil and we feel happy because whatever will be, it was meant to be. If the alarm clock goes off and I wake up, or if I sleep through, if I make the flight, I miss the flight. If I have the red light or if I have the green light. Whatever happens is what's meant to be, and that is b'simcha. Hakola tova. And therefore, when we daven, yikanis l'chesronos, and then we move over. Once we begin with Shabbach, I know who he is, I know who I am. He's omnipotent, he's infinite, he's all-knowing, he's all-controlling. I'm finite and I'm limited. And whatever I think it is what I want, what do I even know? It's only against that backdrop. It's only on that foundation. Then now I turn to him with chesronos. Now that I realize I'm whole and I'm complete as long as I attach myself to you, now we can talk about the ways in which I feel on the surface incomplete. Here's what I could really use. Here's what from my finite perspective seems and feels like would be very helpful. From my finite, limited perspective, here is what feels like and what seems like. It would be great if you agree. Please provide it and give it to me. But only if you agree. If you don't, I defer to you. If you don't, I'd rather you, the infinite one, be in control. So we begin with Shevach. We begin by finding the serenity, the peace of mind, the happiness and the joy to know that whatever happens is from you. Now that we know that, now I can confidently and comfortably ask, do you mind, do you think, could you provide? If yes, and if that's what you also think is great, 
fantastic. If not, I'm also cool. I'm also still whole because I end with Shevach with the reminder and with the reinforcement and with the re-articulation and the reaffirmation that Hashem, you're in control, you're in charge, you know. Kodesh will answer us and he will accept our tefilos. Sometimes the answer is no. There's never no answer. But it's not always the answer we want. Sometimes it's not a yes because it's a no. We get rejected from 100 jobs because the 101st is the one that was meant for us. We dated hundreds of people because the 101st, 201st, 301st is the right one and was worth waiting for and discovering and finding out. Sometimes doors close, but those doors close to prevent us from walking in the wrong room, the wrong space, because the door closes, another one opens for us. Even when we don't see a reaction or response, when we don't see things falling in line the way we want, we don't feel like he's answering us. He didn't answer a yes, but that doesn't mean it's not an answer. Just because you don't get a yes doesn't mean there's no answer. No is also an answer. We need to believe with Amun Shlema that everything Hashem does is for the best. Just read a story of the Chassam Sofer, of Moshe Sofer. When he got married at a deal, he was being provided for by his wife's brother, who was a wealthy, successful financial wizard. Until one day he noticed on a Shabbos that his wife was not wearing her normal tichel, apparently that gold woven into it. She was wearing something much more simple, much more plain. When the Chassam Sofer inquired, he found out that his brother-in-law had hit hard times, could no longer financially support, and now his wife needed to sell that gold head covering in order to be able to afford to provide. But she hadn't told him. She didn't want to disrupt or compromise his learning. She didn't want him to worry. But when he learned that, he felt it was unfair to continue to be a burden to his brother-in-law or to his wife to have to sell some of her most precious things. So he went into the Rabbanus. And when he went into the Rabbanus, the world was changed for the better. So what felt like a painful thing in that moment, the Chassam Sofer lost the source of his support to learn full time, changed the future in the face of Kla Yisrael, because it forced the Chassam Sofer into a position that we, the Jewish people in perpetuity, needed him to be. Sometimes doors close. Sometimes the answer is a no. But what feels like a no is Hashem answering for us. Bilam's donkey blocks the way. And Bilam responds and thinks, why is there an obstacle? Why is there a blockage? Why is something preventing me from going on the path? Why is there a no? But the no was really for his own benefit. The no was a yes. Sometimes the best thing for us is not what we want. Hashem has to sometimes protect us from ourselves. What we think, what we insist, what we relentlessly pursue or demand, what we think is right or best for us is not. And sometimes Hashem has to protect us even from ourselves. So that davening is never wasted, it's never squandered. It's banked, it's deposited, it is always collected. And it feels like a no to that heartfelt, desperate, emotional request. And maybe there was a no to it, but the tefillah is never wasted. We never know when that withdrawal will come or will be necessary. And therefore a person should never concentrate or focus on whether they were answered or not. It's not a function or a question of whether I was answered. It's not a question or a function of whether it was a yes. This last sentence, I think, is the most important. Rabbi Shemayar says 
The yes is not whether our request or our tefillah was answered. The yes is we had an audience with the Almighty. The yes is the bond and the connection and the conversation. You know, young people have a, um, a saying, young people talk about now an acronym, DMC. Where were you? I was having a DMC with my teacher, with my sister, with my friend. Abba, we haven't had a DMC in a long time. Do you want a DMC? I don't know if it's a verb, a noun, DMC. What is a DMC? A deep, meaningful conversation. Has its own name, has its own acronym now. A DMC, a deep, meaningful conversation. You know, what makes a good DMC is not necessarily you met with someone, you had a request, you had an ask, and they said yes. A DMC is not necessarily transactional. A DMC is not necessarily functional or pragmatic. A DMC is not measured by did I walk away with what I want. The DMC is itself the benefit. I had a DMC. It was a deep and meaningful conversation. Well, what'd you get? Nothing. What was the response? Nothing. What'd they give you? Nothing. Then what was the point of it? Because it was a DMC. Deep, meaningful conversation. Just that connection, just that conversation is deep and it's meaningful. There's value. Says Rav Shemayer, you have an audience with the Almighty. You're in His inner chamber. You have a deep, meaningful conversation. You can unload and unburden. You can ask. You could protest. You could object. You could do dem- anything. And that DMC, even if you walk away, the measure of whether it was a meaningful tefillah is not, did he say yes? Not, did we get what we want? Because sometimes what we want is not what's best for us. Sometimes Hashem has to protect us from us. So the measure of a meaningful, the measure of a beautiful or a high-level tefillah is not whether we got a yes, it's not whether we got what we want, but it's did we walk away with a DMC. Was it a deep and meaningful conversation? Did we feel that connection? Did we feel that connection? That is what Ravitcha Meyer so beautifully writes. He writes in the footnote, V'zeu v'saneg al Hashem v'yitein l'cha mishalos libecha. V'saneg. Hisaneg is hitpa'el. Get high on God. Take joy and pleasure in God. And then he will give you kol mishalos libecha. So what do you mean? Hisaneg al Hashem v'yitein l'cha. And then he'll give us mishalos libecha. It means shekvar miyadach ha'atfilu margish tanag Hashem izbarach. If what your source of joy is that Hashem is not functional, you're not using Hashem. It's not that you measure the relationship, did he give me what I want? If he did, then I love him. If he didn't, then I don't. This is not a transactional relationship with Hashem, but it's rather a DMC. What did I want to feel connected? What do I want to feel heard? What do I want to feel loved? What do I want to feel the divine attention, the attention of the divine? Well, I got that. Did he answer me or not? That's unimportant. He's in charge, he's in control. He knows what's best. What matters is I unloaded, I unburdened, I connected. I felt his affection and his love. So when we are v'hisaneg al Hashem, when we reflexively transform ourselves to get high on him, to feel his presence, then he gives us everything our heart wants. What our heart really wants is to feel close to him. Did we get what we want? That time will tell. But that's up to him because he determines what's in our best. It has to be praise. First, I'm whole, I'm complete. I don't need anything. I have you. Now, by the way, let me tell you a few things if you would consider I could use, but only what you want. 
And then we end with Shevach, but I'm whole, I'm complete. I don't need them in order to feel connected. But if you enter right away with supplications, requests, needs, or or we don't reaffirm, if we don't reinforce afterwards that I'm complete, I'm whole, you're in charge, no then we fail to sadness. When it feels like we haven't been answered, when it feels like we don't get what we want, then we fall and collapse into a state of sadness. Our happiness and sadness should not be a result of did we get what we want, because what we want is not necessarily what is best. It should be based on did I feel connected? Was it a DMC? Was I present? Was it real? Do I feel his love and his affection as a result? So the last obstacle we saw to happiness is when we feel that our davening is not being heard. But our davening is heard if the goal and purpose of our davening is to feel that we were in his presence. Then by definition and predictably and consistently, we can feel that it was productive and that we were heard. If the goal was a DMC, if it was transactional, if we measure it by the results, then taka, we may fall to sadness. So, so the way to never be sad and the way to remain besimcha, even when it feels we're not heard in our tefillah, is to move our expectation, is to change and adjust our expectation of what we want out of tefillah. Do we want out of tefillah transactional? Do we want out of tefillah closeness? If it's closeness, we can have it any time we want. We're going to stop here, a little bit of a shortened uh, shir today. We pick up next time with Per Gimel, which is Darche Kinyan HaSimcha. We're going to move over to practical suggestions and practical ways that we can feel besimcha. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy.